Welcome to the podcast for people turning the great American RV adventure into stressless camping. We're glad you joined our weekly adventure. Now let's gather around the campfire with our hosts, Peggy and Tony Barthel. Well, welcome back to the campfire. It is a real pleasure to have you here with us. Uh, my name is Tony. My name is Peggy. And this is Stressless Camping. That's right. However, there's an issue that has uh, brought a lot of stress to some people based on the number of posts we see on all the various social media platforms. There is some stress about having an RV that's too old to go camping. Yeah. And first of all, I want to say don't worry about it. That's my first bit of advice. Well, that makes me feel better. Yeah, it should. That makes you stress less. It does make me stress less. There are RV parks that specifically limit the age of RVs to 10 years or newer. They will not let you in if you have an RV that's over 10 years old. Correct. And I was wondering why, other than they're just they just want the shiny stuff, why? So I did a little research. I called a bunch of RV parks and compiled all this, and I wrote an article. Oh, well, what did you learn? That you should look at stressless camping. <laughs> <laughs> They're at, actually, but in all seriousness aside, oh. I know, her uncle says that. <laughs> Hi, Don. <laughs> there are actually some legitimate reasons for it. And, and it's detailed in the article, but it's basically if someone overstays their welcome and they have to kick them out and they leave their camper, they have to put it on a lean sale and, and all of that. So, But there's also a lot of campgrounds, and I would even hazard a guess that it's the majority of campgrounds that they don't care what year your RV was built. And, of course, there's obviously places that love vintage RVs, as we do. That's right. Read the article. It, it kind of gives you some interesting insight. And, frankly, don't worry about it. Okay. Should I go do that right now? Yeah. I, no. Wait. Oh, we have wait, to finish no, this thing. We're busy right now. Yeah. Yeah. We've got this whole <laughs> recording of podcast going on here. All right. Well, I'll go read it when we're done here then. Sounds good. All right. We have a big trip planned. And on that big trip... One of the components that we're using is one of our um, partners, Boondockers Welcome. That's right. Uh, we're going to the RV show in Southern California. Yay! And of course, that's what uh, we're going to be doing a podcast about and videos and all that. We're going to specifically focus on lightweight trailers under about 3,000 pounds or fewer. Great. Because that's what we have. So we should be good at knowing those things. We, you would think. We should know <laughs> something. <laughs> and what we do know is that Boondockers Welcome is a great way to stay places that you might not otherwise know about or might be on your way to your destination. You can use their website to help you plan out your trip. Right. And you're actually staying on private properties, on sometimes at people's homes, Sometimes on farms, vineyards, just all kinds of cool stuff. And the best part... It's free? It's free! Yay! Yeah. To sign up, it's very inexpensive. And even better, they've partnered with us and they have a discount in our partners page. Right. So go check out that partners page on our website and you too can have a discount to Boondockers Welcome. There's all these great overnighting spots. So it solves a lot of problem about road trips and gives you cool places to stay and also you may find some terrific advice on your journey i mean these people live where they are and 
they love RVs or else they wouldn't let you stay there and, and all of that. So, Would you believe that that too makes me stress less? Well, that's good. That's kind of the whole point of this podcast and website and all this stuff that we're doing. You know what probably makes you stress more? Well, there's such a long <laughs> list. <laughs> Where would I start? <laughs> oh, wait. You do mean about camping and this road trip? No. Oh, just in I general. I was going to say, you know, I, I can see the look on Peggy's face when I see... Or when I utter the words, oh, cool, there's a new Ryobi tool. Oh, yeah. Although, <laughs> although, in fairness, uh-huh. after I get over the initial stress, it usually is something pretty cool that makes our lives easier. I think so. Our lives at home and our lives on the road. Yeah. And so we're going to talk about these cool Ryobi tools, and we're going to have links in the show notes of the specific models. And you're going to say, an episode about tools, who cares? But stick with us because <laughs> there are actually cool stuff that are going to make your camping experience more stressless. Isn't that cool? That is cool. And you might say, well, there's lots of tools out there. Why these? And I'll explain why I like this line of tools when we get to the last tool. Oh, we have to wait. Yes. But the number one Ryobi tool that has really helped us. Ryobi has this air compressor. Yes. And it is so cool. Obviously, you should always check your tires, your RV and your tow vehicle or whatever combination you have. Always check the tires you have before you go. Very should, every single time. What we use is a good tire pressure gauge, but we have this little Ryobi battery-powered compressor that really doesn't outstanding job it's done bike tires up to 100 pounds per square inch it's done rv tires truck tires all of that and it even blows up air mattresses yes that's the other (laughs) thing so there's both a tire inflator and you can use it for like you know like basketballs and whatnot because they have the little needle inflator but there's another side that's part of this that will blow up air mattresses and, and that sort of, or swim toys. Swim toys, yeah. So the reason I like it is you dial in, there's a digital display, and you dial in the pressure that you want for your tire, and then you attach it and turn it on, and it just, and it fills up it your tire. It automatically goes to that, yeah. that pressure, and then it stops. Yeah, and it's battery-powered, and it really seems to be a decent tool. I've, I really like it. I really like it, too. I have used it on a few occasions myself. So it's such a great tool. You might think it blows. Oh, God. And it does. It does. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Here we go. And all of these tools that we're talking about use that one plus battery. And so we bring a battery charger with us, obviously, if we have shore power or the generator. Right. And that we can charge these things back up. Because we've got a list of tools here that we need to use (laughs) these batteries for. Yes. And I'm going to tell you something that's fun, and that would be the Bluetooth radio. We can use that radio. It it also has an AM, FM um, setting on it, but the Bluetooth to our iPhones is really handy. We can set up a playlist and Bluetooth it into the 
the Ryobi radio, which will also charge the phone at the same Correct. time. Correct. It's got a USB port on it. And then we've got a good amount of sound. It's not overwhelming. It, you know, has a good volume control. And we can play our playlists that we can hear all over camp. And you might say, well, dude, my RV already has a radio in it. And ours already has a radio in it. And... Unlike the previous tool, our radio sucks. It does. It's it really, blows. It sucks. All, it's but terrible. all in the wrong ways. Yeah, <laughs> it it sounds like garbage. I mean, the black tank comes out with better stuff than the sound <laughs> of our radio. It's really not great, and it and it's it's really not easy to use. And every time we say, "Oh, let's just turn on that." RV radio so we can listen outside. It takes 45 minutes and a lot oh of cussing yeah. to get there. Yeah, <laughs> it's it just is. not worth it. We don't we don't cuss when we back up the camper, but God, when we try to hook our phones <laughs> or do anything with that lousy radio in the RV, uh, that's when it comes out. And you might say, well, but tell me, Peggy, I already have a Bluetooth radio. Why do I need this one? And the reason that we picked this one is, again, same batteries as everything that's else, right. and it charges. So... That that's why we like it. Yep. Number three. Number three. A bunch of lanterns. A bunch of lanterns. <laughs> <laughs> three, four. Three. Three. Okay. Well, Only three different three. ones. Right. Right. Yeah. So, Only three different kinds of lanterns. Well, of lights. We have a an actual lantern style that yeah. has a handle on the top, and is uh, shaped. Like a lantern and has two settings of light on it. Yeah, and that thing is very efficient. That battery lasts four two evers it in does. that thing. So that's And then we have the I don't know what the heck that it's like a work <laughs> light and the head tilts around and you can hang it. We bought a lantern stand. This thing, I mean the sun looks down and goes, dude, that's Right. Right. It's got two or three settings on it, too. But that bright setting that first comes on is a bright setting. Yes. Yeah. And I like that. So it's like you push the button, daylight. <laughs> but you can turn it down a couple of ticks, too. Right. So that's number two. And it hangs from our cool lantern stand. That's right. As does the previous one. When I go camping, one of the things, if there is a mosquito in the same state, it will smell me and come and bite me. There is. I have tried all kinds of stuff to get rid of mosquitoes. I've tried commercial products, natural products, and all of that. But what has worked the best is we bring two Ryobi battery-powered fans, and we kind of have them on either side of where we're gathering if we're outside. And, of course, it helps to keep us cool because it's their fans, but... By the same token, that has been a fairly effective way to keep those bitey little pests away from me. So there was even a camp out once where <laughs> all of my friends were outside and I literally had to sit inside the trailer like I was the order taker at a drive through window and they were out there enjoying the campground and I was inside enjoying not being eaten by mosquitoes. So the two fans, you know, they obviously have a little wind and for me, it's sort of a part of my mosquito repellent regime. And then another thing, we like the Ryobi battery-powered shop vac because we can take it to where we have the camper when it's not being used and vacuum it out. And it's really convenient because no 
cord. And I'm amazed for the 18 volt battery how good the suction and such is on it. It's a, it's a pretty neat device, and I use it in my shop also. Obviously, it is a shop vac. Well, it's probably not a shop vac. I believe that's a trademark term, but you all know what I mean. It's a vacuum for the shop, and it does a good job of cleaning out the camper when we get back, especially if it's dusty. And then last but not least, the brightest light in the store. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Probably not anymore. I think no. that one we just talked about with the tilty head is brighter. But when he bought it, it was touted as the brightest light in the store. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and it's bright. And it's pretty bright. It's a kind of a f- flashlight with a, with a trigger type of shape. So it's got a big lens on it. And it's, it's also very good for walking around. And Now here, she's going to... She's going to be impressed when she hears this, but there's a new LED version of this. This one has, I think, a halogen bulb, and it's kind of about the brightness to me of a headlight on a car. There's a new LED version, and I will say this halogen bulb one, all the negatives of that style of light, it gets hot. It does get it hot. it sucks batteries. Yep. So, but if you want... <laughs> If you want to scare trains away with having a, a light as bright as theirs, <laughs> this is the one to get. So, All right. There well, you I go. guess I know what we're doing next time we go shopping. Yep. <laughs> no, I've been I've been good. I'm I'm happy You've with been, what we yeah, have. You have. You have. Okay. Well, that's because we have everything. Not yet. <laughs> no, there's still more stuff. Great. And again, I like it because you're using all the same batteries. So it that's... is, and it and it all lasts, and it all the batteries last, and it's all good quality stuff. And yeah, it's 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 worth it's it. It's home improvement quality, right? For you know, like me, who's like every once in a while needs to actually screw up something until the contractor arrives. <laughs> so, and then another thing, we bought, we got this at a yard sale, a 18 volt leaf blower. And that's good for blowing off the roof of the trailer. Or if you have slides, a friend of mine has the same setup and he uses it to blow off the roof of his slide before he brings it in. Which is a lot handier than climbing up there and sweeping it. Oh yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's a good thing. And and one of the things, I know we've talked about this before, you can damage those slide seals if there's twigs or branches or other junk up there. And so it's good to inspect them before you bring the slide in. And if there's stuff, you use a leaf blower and just blow it right off. Blow it right off of there. So there you go. The last thing is electric drills. And you're going to be like, oh, yes, so? Again, with an S on the end. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one's, yeah. Okay, we use the electric drill predominantly to raise, well, we use the electric drill to raise and lower the jacks. That was the justification for buying (laughs) this thing. And it pretty much is, uh, I'd say maybe our main use for it. Uh, Uh, Yeah, I mean, we have a set of bits if we need to fix something. Yeah. But we pretty much keep the same socket on there and run the jacks up and down. It's a lot easier than getting the handle out and twisting everything yeah. and and you know what i i forgot the drill on our most recent camp trip and i'm amazed at how many turns it takes to get yeah. the jack up and down whereas that electric drill you're just like oh done yep so that's pretty cool and you can even teach an eight-year-old to do that job for you yeah she was good <laughs> at it yeah she's she's a great little camper. she was a good helper we have a a friend who's got a granddaughter who's eight 
No, now well, she's now not. Well, now she's nine, but then she was Yeah, eight. she used the drill to do the jack. She got a big kick out of yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, but that is not the drill's most important task. Oh, it isn't? No. <laughs> Pray tell why not. Okay, remember, you are married to a nut. Check. Okay. I had I'm this... a little scared, you guys. No, don't be. <laughs> I had this wacky idea. I have a friend who's got a gasoline-fired blender, which yes. I think is the coolest thing ever. Except you need to maintain it because it's a little gasoline engine, and you need to bring it, and you can't put it in your trailer if you have a trailer because it's a gasoline engine. You're supposed to have a gasoline engine in this trailer and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So I was thinking... Which should oh, scare you. Oh, no. See, I told you I was scared. Yeah. Why can't there be an electric blender? And, oh, I'm sure you could go to the store or There's go to Amazon. There's electric blenders. Yeah, plug in. Yeah. That's not good Wait, are you suggesting that we use a drill as a blender? Yes. We oh, are going my. to use a drill as a blender. Okay. So, being the nut that I am, I looked online and I found out that those... If you get an Oster blender, that base that attaches to the motor unscrews. Uh-huh. Well, that just happens to be the same size screw and thread as the top of a ball canning jar. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Huh. And so <laughs> I took, I went to the hardware store. <laughs> <laughs> And I bought some ball canning jars. Mm-hmm. And I bought the base of a blender in the repair department. Okay. And we have got a margarita machine that's battery powered. And we don't have to bring anything more than just some ball jars. Wow. Yeah. Coming soon to a YouTube channel near you. Oh, yeah. We have a video about <laughs> this. Yeah, there you go. You can use that electric Well, there drill. you go. So it's it, too, is a multitasker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it is a cool multitasker because you can make margaritas. But if you want to be a good boy or good girl, you can also make smoothies oh, in the morning. Oh, we can still have our smoothies on we, the road. Yeah, we, we tend to have smoothies in the morning. It's just what we have for breakfast when we're here. And when we're on the road, we have camping food. And then we come back and go, oh, we got to lose some weight from that trip. <laughs> and so I have solved one of our problems. You're a genius. I absolutely. And yeah, I have a video on all this stuff. So I will post a link in the old notes of the show. Woohoo. <laughs> all right. Well, is that all the Ryobi tools we can talk about? That's all the ones that are relevant to oh, this okay. topic. Good. One of the reasons that we chose the Ryobi brand is they're inexpensive and they work well. I've had no problems with them. I like the fact that the battery is universal, that there's like a bajillion different tools, but they're inexpensive. And if somebody has sticky fingers and Uh the tool goes away, like the leaf blower. For example. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know where it went, but I don't, I don't know, know who has it, either. but I know who doesn't have it, and it's us. <laughs> so. That's why you don't leave things laying around yeah, the front yard. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the leaf blower got a set of legs. The thing that bums me out is they took one of the batteries, too. Yeah. Those are less inexpensive. Yes, because they're universal. So, But they're good. A, yeah. That's another reason I like them is they're not... I mean, if somebody were to make off with a drill or something at a 
at a campsite or even here at the house it's not i'm not going to lose my mind over it but if it was a like a 400 dollar high quality drill then yeah i'd be right. bummed right and now this week from the road from the road and we are going to the capital of the wacky state that we live in called sacramento oh sacramento how did sacramento get started tony it's kind of interesting. So it was a gold rush town. And as as I'm sure anybody who studied their history in the US knows, California was the California was the home of the gold rush. Woo! Yeehaw. And uh so people came from all over the country and even internationally to come and strike their claim and mine gold here in California in rivers and mines and all of that. Mines and yours too. Sacramento happened to be a good place where all the shipping and weighing and assaying and all of that stuff could be done. And it just kind of built up as a little town. Well, the interesting thing is Sacramento's a river town. It is indeed. And so <laughs> they built this downtown area over time. And they built it out of stuff that they had. For example, did you know that the theater in Sacramento was made out of canvas because Someone just abandoned a sail. That was a problem. Someone abandoned a sailing ship. Oh. And uh, and just went to go look for their gold. And right. that was a problem. People would sail into Sacramento and the sailors would be like, oh, see you, sucker. I'm staking my claim. You <laughs> couldn't leap. And so anyway, the theater was made out of parts of ships, including sails. So it was a canvas building. And that theater still exists. Well, it's a reproduction. Oh. There's a number of buildings in downtown that are. It it got kind of shoddy for a while. And then they realized, they looked around and said, you know, this would be cool if we fixed it up. Oh, but okay. before that, Sacramento being a river town and all of that, when it would rain like crazy, it would flood. And it would flood. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> that's what happened to that little theater. Oh. It literally was raining and flooding so hard <laughs> that... The audience was standing on benches. Oh, my goodness. And the water got up to the stage, and everyone's like... And, you know, in those days, there was obviously no electric lights. They had the the footlights. I forgot what they were. And put out the footlights, and everyone bailed, and there you go. Huh. Yeah. So, <laughs> silly thing about the theater there. <laughs> but anyway, they've recreated it, and they have performances in there. Well, in the 1860s, by then, they had... The idea that, well, it always floods and it floods our bottom floor. So why don't we raise the whole, the whole town? town by 18 feet? Oh, by adding another <laughs> floor on top. Basically. Huh. So they all got together and they put up these walls, like these brick walls, and they literally lifted the buildings and put them up on these brick walls or... Some of them, they just said, nah, forget the first floor. <laughs> it's going <laughs> to stay underground. It's so trippy. And so now there's this whole underground caverns in Sacramento. Interesting. It's still all there. I just would assume that they would build more floors on top and leave the bottom yeah, floor. But no, what they did is they built this brick wall. That's crazy. And then they filled the sidewalks or the streets so that everything was that 18 feet higher. Huh. Well, there you go. Yeah. The raising of Sacramento. So there are some cool things to do because of that, including tours of those underground caverns right. and such. You That's can walk right. around. There's there's 
family friendly tours. There's like ghosty tours. There's there's some cool tours. Yeah, and uh, and now if I'm not mistaken, some of those underground portions of buildings can be used now. Yes. Yeah. In fact, like for restaurants or, yeah, or something that like that. One that you really liked, oh, the firehouse. Boy. Boy, that place had the most excellent salted caramel dessert. Okay, so Tony oftentimes will decide that a food is so delicious, he can't get enough, and he'll lick the plate. No, say it isn't so. (sighs) It's true. This place had the most amazing dessert, and when the waitress came back to take my plate, I told her that I really, really wanted to lick the plate, and she encouraged me to do so, and I did. Yeah. She did. (laughs) (laughs) Right there in public. Oh, yeah. And this is not like your, you know, hamburger stand. Right. No, this was a pretty fancy place. It's kind of a fancy place. And there's Peggy licking her plate. (laughs) Hey, you know, you can't take us anywhere. Yeah. That's why we have to go ourselves. (laughs) There was, we've been there a few times. And coincidentally, every time we've gone to Sacramento, we camp at the fairgrounds, which is a parking lot with electricity and water. I mean, and sewer. It's a place to take the camper. And and you leave the camper and you go out and do fun things like shopping and eating. Yeah, shopping and eating. (laughs) There was a time we went and it just, speaking of the levees and and all of that. It it rained so hard. It was rain. I mean, it was a rainy day and that was fine. We were wandering around and there was a point where it started to rain so hard and Everybody ran into the stores off the street. We bought an umbrella in whatever store we landed <laughs> we in. We still have it. And we walked around the rest of that store. We walked to the next store. And by the time we left that second store, the rain was gone. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, But we have like, a beautiful umbrella that we yeah, used for really 12 cool. seconds. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it was just so weird how it's, and that's not, you know, California, it's not typical that it rains and, and it's really atypical that it would rain that hard, but it sure did. It sure did. Made me think of why they raised the floor. Right. <laughs> Another thing, this is your typical kind of small town, small Western town, and it and it looks exactly what like what you would expect. It's like you can almost hear, you know, the old Western music and see saloon fights and all of that and they have that at different times of year there are horse-drawn carriage rides on weekends which are a whole lot of fun yep there are also street performers and those some of those people are extremely talented yes there are museums there's i forgot there's a museum there that we have never been to like the sacramento history museum oh yeah apparently it's pretty cool i saw some videos about it but the museum I've been to a lot of times is the California Railroad Museum. Oh, yes. I love that I place. I love that place. It is so... Well, I think we've established that I love trains. Yes. And it is so well done. They have so much stuff there. Um, if you just like old trains, like big old trains and all of that, they have that. Um, if you like... To see how those trains fit into history, they have that. They have that. I There's love a, they have a they have a dining car that you can walk through, and it's it's on like some kind of a mechanism, so it rocks a little bit while you're inside. Yeah, it's super, <laughs> and it's all laid out like the dining car would be in the probably the late 30s, early 40s, including actually railroad the railroad China with the specific des, you know designs each railroad had its own pattern of china yeah. just 
just, I mean, so much great stuff to see there. Yeah, if it's definitely worth visiting. There's model trains. There's tons of real trains. They have this tunnel that represents the work put in by the Chinese laborers. And I mean, it's amazing the job that those guys did carving these railroads out of rock. As you may or may not know, Sacramento was essentially the terminus for the Transcontinental Railway. And Ah. so this was the end of the line, basically, more or less. And so they have three of the four spikes used at the Golden Spike Ceremony. Now, you might be saying, three of the four, there was only one. Oh, no. Au contraire. (laughs) As your resident train nut. Believe it or not, they had four. There was the actual Golden Spike. Mm -hmm. There was a replica of that made by the same guy. Mm -hmm. Arizona submitted a spike made out of silver, gold, and iron. And Nevada submitted a spike made out of silver because Nevada might silver. Nevada's a silver silver. state. Yeah. And so what they did is, and by the way, they did not hammer this into the wood. There was a hole and they just dropped (laughs) it and they did ceremonial hammering. So the spikes were, because gold is really soft. You could never use it as a railroad spike. So they did this ceremony and that was 150 years ago. So they're celebrating the sesquicentennial of that now. That's right. So it's a whole big thing. There are train rides, but as I said, there are three of the four spikes that were there that day. Where's the fourth spike? Well, you're going to have to go to our Facebook group and ask. Okay. So we'll have it there. All right. It's an interesting story. Okay. So if you get in the mood then to, um, I don't know, dress up like you've lived in the railroad days or dress up eh, in any way whatsoever, let's just say, (laughs) (laughs) you should go to Evangeline's. Yeah. It is a super huge costume store. It is a costume store. It's a gift shop. It's a... I mean, I don't even know. I can't even tell you all the things we've bought there. Lots of costume items, shoes, trinkets, so much stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay. So everybody, you, those of you who don't know us, Peggy loves the theater and she has three steamer trunks or just two? Only two. Oh, just two full of costumes. Along with a armoire. Well, yeah. And a basket. Oh, yeah. And a couple of dresser drawers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We could we could be outfitted for just about any occasion there is. In fact, I even have an Oogie Boogie outfit. That's right, you too. So oh, I didn't even that all those places don't even include Halloween costumes. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Specific Halloween costumes are in their own place. But mm-hmm. Evangeline's is a three, maybe four story building. Um, if you just go in on the bottom floor, you're gonna see the gifts and the housewares and things like that, and a few minor items. But the higher you climb, the better it gets. Yeah, it's and it's just, it's super eclectic, so it's definitely worth the visit if you like. There's all kinds of stores, ice cream stores, a lot of restaurants in downtown right. Sac. There's both uh, locally owned and chains and all of that. So there's lots of, it's fun. Right. It's a good walking town. Right. And if you don't want to walk, then you drive to the melting pot, right? Yes. So outside of downtown Sac. Romento. Um, 
yeah. <laughs> Outside of, that's right. Outside of downtown Sacramento, there's also, of course, the whole state capital infrastructure for the state of California. Right. And we love fondue. And so one time on an anniversary, was it an anniversary? I think it was. We went to the melting pot. And the melting pot is basically a fondue, fondue restaurant. House. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, boy, if you like fondue, they've got some good, they have all different, they have dessert ones and main yeah. course ones. Yeah. And it's some neat. of everything. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. Also, as long as you're wandering around Sacramento, I really like the California Auto Museum. Uh, yes. There's a cool collection of cars there, of course, as you'd expect in a museum, but they also have a vintage motorhome there. They do, one, that's right. One of two. The other one is in uh, Elkhart at the RV Museum. Ah. Yeah, one of two. And it's <laughs> it's wacky. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess last but not least, if uh, if you do want a night not in your RV... Uh, we have stayed at the Delta King, which is an old sternwheeler. That's right. That was so, pretty fun. Paddle wheeler boat with the, you know, with the big wheel in the back. So uh, that is neat too, because a lot of the boatiness <laughs> is it's the way still it there. was. Yeah. The same as we when we talked about the Queen Mary and and how their staterooms are pretty much what they were back when the Queen Mary was on the water. And this is true of the Delta King also. Yeah, it's very boaty. Yeah. So. But old-timey. It's weird because the deck is bowed on purpose for structure, I assume. And all the rooms kind of have a a bend in the middle, for lack of a better description. (laughs) Yeah, it's worth seeing. It's definitely a neat place to stay. There's a bar there. And I think they have a restaurant, too. So you could go there. Well, so there you go. Our state capital. That's right. Here in California. Here's a little a little shot of Sacramento. Yeah. Oh, one other thing. I really dig all the bridges across the Sacramento yeah, Delta. Yeah, that's really cool. So there's all these drawbridges. I think most of them don't go up and down anymore because times have changed. But, yeah. But they're there, and they're cool to look at. Come on out to Sacramento. Give it a whirl. Yeah. Say hi to the governor. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thank you again. We hope you got some value. We hope you, uh, you have... Now, visions of making your own electric drill blender. That's right. <laughs> Maybe a trip to Sacramento. You can... Maybe we'll have to have an electric drill rally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like it. We could call it a blender. Oh. <laughs> and uh, in addition to the blender, hopefully you found some cool things you didn't know, including stories of the Transcontinental Railroad. That's right. And we really appreciate your listening to us and being here with us in the campground every week we sure do we sincerely appreciate the reviews on itunes and the other places they they really mean a lot to us we read them all we hope that you join us in our facebook group and of course the show notes the video of me and the ryobi tools (laughs) and all of that can be found on our home on the internet that's right www.stresslesscamping.com that's it So, well, thank you again, and we will see you out there. Hey, if you're going to the California RV show and and you listen to this beforehand, maybe we can all shake hands somewhere. We can hook up somewhere. Yeah. Happy Happy camping. camping. We hope you enjoyed this week's adventure. 
Time to get out on your own journey. But don't forget to leave the review on your favorite podcast app and visit StresslessCamping.com for photos, stories, an RV calendar, and more. I'm Stressless Camper Larry Richardson wishing you happy camping.